morning liberty. Well, what's up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? That was a stare-off between Charlie and I trying to decide who was going to go first, and both of us decided that we weren't going to go first because the person who speaks first loses. Exactly. And so I guess I lost. You did. I lost that negotiation. I knew you couldn't handle it. <laughs> I know. I could. I could have went the whole Charlie show. Charlie would have sat there for 45 minutes without <laughs> saying a single word. Which I could see the anxiety building. <laughs> I was having a hard time. Eyes. You were looking at me. You were like... Okay, this is too please. long. Yeah, hey, please go. Oh, come on, please. Don't make me do this. All right. So anyway, this is Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate. Charlie is right across from me. We are co-hosts of the Good Morning Liberty podcast coming at you live from Nashville, Tennessee, every single day of the week when we want to. Now, we have been doing this thing for a couple of years now called Dumb Bleep of the Week. And we normally do it on Fridays. And so that's when we do it. And... We're doing it on Thursday today because tomorrow is Dumb Bleep of the Year. And when you just sent in all of the all of the different Dumb Bleep of the Week winners for the podcast supporters, our, our insider group over here who joined up by going to goodmorningliberty.locals.com so they could vote and we will get it all the way down to the last round and talk about that tomorrow all right so that is what we are doing tomorrow today we are going to throw in one more dumb bleep of the week into that dumb bleep of the year submission and i i think charlie is going first on this painstakingly went back through all of the dumb bleeps that is you know just for the class here's a good sorry just for the live group here's a good lesson for everyone in thinking about the future version of yourself because at the end of 2020, I had to go through every single Dumb Bleep of the Week episode. I had to listen till the end, until we said which one won. Then I had to go back to find that one inside of the episode and see what that Dumb Bleep was actually all about. Then I had to go and find the screenshots that we used during the video or find the video that we used during the video. And I had to put all that together for a couple weeks leading up to Dumb Bleep of the Year at the end of 2020. And I said... I'm going to keep track of this stuff because this really sucked. This is really terrible. And starting 2021, you know what I did? I said, that's a problem for future Nate to deal with. And so throughout the entire year, we had a dumb bleep of the week, almost every single week. And I did not take down what they were. I did not keep anything in some little special file or didn't even send it to myself in email so I could do any of that. So then I had to spend... The last few weeks going through every single episode, there were more this year too than there were last year because we started it in the mid-2020. mid, mid And I just spent the last few weeks listening to every single episode, trying to find what all the dumb bleeps were. And then I cut excerpts from every single episode and made those into other episodes to put into the podcast feed because we were gone for a little bit. And so anyway. What'd you learn? What I learned is... What are you going to do in 2022? <laughs> Here's what I should do in 2022. I should keep a file that has all these dumb bleep, dumb bleep of the week winners in it. And I should maybe even like, I could send myself an email, something like, it doesn't matter. I got a podcast notes email. I could send it and say, here's dumb bleep of the week winner right here. And let me just give a little uh, sentence explanation about what this is. Hey, maybe if and I have, maybe even if I have an extra minute, I could put what time it occurs in the episode. 
I don't know if I'm going to do that, but that's definitely what I should do. So am I going to push this, this time, off? This time next year, you'll be thinking the same mm-hmm. thing. Hmm. That time next year, we'll be paying some other lackey to go through everything. So that's a problem for that person. That's what that's all about. Okay, anyway, without further ado, here's a dumb bleep number one here from old Joseph R. Biden. Mm-mm-mm. And by the way, before we get into this, um, have you seen all the posts that people are coming out with about what the CDC recommends now? I've, I've seen a lot of stuff about it. Oh, it's I've seen some so pretty hilarious. funny ones. Yeah. The CDC now recommends that an iced coffee and an ibuprofen <laughs> is an appropriate breakfast. <laughs> I, th- I saw one that says the CDC has now shortened quarantine time to five minutes if you make more than $400,000 a year. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty funny. Yeah, it's, there's been some good stuff about that. There's all kinds of hilarious ones. I bet if you would have been vaccinated, you probably would have had no problem Um keeping track of everything last year that's true the vaccine makes you better at everything but allegedly we'll see all right um, go ahead with number one here charlie it's up all right on scream dumb bleep numero uno this for, came from the group Costco's. by the way thank you for, for whoever Costco. sent us in in the group joe biden tweeted this was back in october of 2020 he tweeted we're eight months into this pandemic and donald trump still doesn't have a plan to get this virus under control I do. I do. How narcissistic of him. Um, and this was responded to by Steve. Well, this is his newest quote from a, from a couple days ago. Um, who quotes Joseph, uh, Joseph R. Biden on December 27th. Quote, there is no federal solution. This gets solved at the state level. At POTUS tells state governors. So when Trump was in office, he said that he had a plan. He was going to fix it. Now, a couple of days ago, he says, yeah, the only solutions at the state level, the federal, federal level can't do anything. It was pretty awesome. Pretty awesome from him. That's, um, that qualifies as pretty dumb. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, once you've said things and it's been, especially like you tweeted it, the tweet's still up there and you ran on it. There was a campaign promise. You I don't said think all he actually stuff. tweeted this. I don't even well, know no. if he knows how to use Twitter. No, he hasn't tweeted anything. I don't even know if he knows how to use a anything other than a, like a rotary phone. That's probably all he knows how to use. Yeah. He probably still picks up the phone and asks the operator to dial someone. <laughs> Actually, probably literally does do that yeah. now. You know, he doesn't dial numbers. That's yeah. ridiculous. Exactly. Okay, um, that was dumb bleep number one. A bit of an easy one there to get it started off with. Now we're gonna now we're gonna get a little a little crazy here. Dumb bleep number two comes from Jonathan. This also came from our discord group thanks for sending some of these in we haven't paid student loans since march 2020 if you can go 26 months without something you clearly don't need it (laughs) and ryan responded he said well if you haven't paid them in 26 months you should be in better financial condition so you can afford the debts you created and then jonathan comes back in and says i'm only in debt because of slavery which your ancestors created how about you pay my loans off? Wow. So Jonathan, by the way, is, uh, I, I would just venture to say he's black and Ryan, I, I don't know if Jonathan did his research. Maybe, I guess he's white because his ancestors, you know, had slavery and all that. So Jonathan says he's only in debt because of slavery, which, which Ryan's ancestors created. And then he says to Ryan, how about you pay my loans off? Oh, that's, um, okay. So can you imagine going through life with that mentality? 
Like, are you ever really going to get ahead in life and have a great life if, if that's your mentality it's on things? It's always everyone else's fault. Yeah. That's it. And, and the fact that you created some kind of situation for yourself, it's someone else's fault. And then you can just write it off as if, you know, well, clearly you don't need it. So I don't have to owe anything. Yeah. Whatsoever. And not only that, you're taking, which we talked about a bunch of times, Jonathan himself has never been enslaved, I'm guessing. Probably his parents weren't. Probably his grandparents weren't either. Maybe even his great-grandparents weren't. I don't know. Ryan, I'm assuming Ryan doesn't own any slaves. Probably his parents and grandparents didn't either. Probably not even his great-grandparents. Ryan's family might have spent their entire lives trying to help people through the civil rights movement and all kinds of stuff. That might be what they've done their whole lives, for all we know. But, because Ryan's white... It was likely that Ryan's ancestors didn't own slaves, actually. It is. only about 5%. Very small percentage of people actually own slaves. That's a good point. So, if if his parents actually did, or his grandparents did, um, that would be highly unlikely, anyway. So, Jonathan still says that Ryan needs to pay off his debt because his ancestors had slavery anyway that's pretty awesome jonathan i don't recommend that i don't recommend going through life like this just thinking about what happened to your ancestors in the past i have no idea what happened to my ancestors in the past maybe i haven't had to think about that because i'm mostly white i'm not sure Jordan Peterson in a Q&A one time had one of the best responses for why he thinks twitter has these types of conversations and he was saying He's like, imagine I took a random sample of the audience and I just asked five people to give me their opinion on something. Um, you know, I'd probably get a pretty mixed results depending on that person's day or whatever. He's like, what Twitter does, the people who respond on Twitter are the ones who typically have had the worst day imaginable and they're in a bitchy mood and you're just going to get a sample of the worst that humankind has to offer. And that's what... Twitter yeah, is. Yeah. So I think what Costco just said too is that you can hide behind a screen and not get punched in the face. Um, I think that it obviously emboldens a lot of people to say things that they wouldn't say to each other's faces. Maybe we've always been like this with, with the way that we feel about everyone, but n- used to, if you're going to say something to someone, you had to say it to their face in cursive. Mm-hmm. And so that that's the way that you had to say it. And now you just get to say something uh, and really no repercussions maybe you get ratioed on twitter something like that but that's like the worst that could happen and who cares say something all right go ahead with uh number three i checked to see if this one was real and it turns out this got so much crap that this guy deleted his twitter account yesterday it was there yesterday when i saw the tweet i didn't I uh, didn't take any screenshots or anything, but he deleted his whole account after all of the feedback from this tweet. I'm giving up on you. Thank you. Okay. Thank this you. is from uh, Dr. Andrew McGregor. Um, this guy doesn't look... He looks like he might mark the box uh, white, non-Hispanic. Possibly. Possibly. Possibly, I don't yeah. Know. I don't know. He's a doctor, so we have to care about what he mm-hmm. says. He says, or said, I guess, because he deleted, deleted everything. I have lots of opinions on John Madden. The creation of the Madden video game was not a great development for the U.S. It further glamorized violence and dehumanized black athletes. 
helping to establish plantation cosplay that has grown worse in the era of fantasy football. Oh, God. (laughs) I am so sick of woke white people telling black people how they should feel. Yeah. It is just, it blows my mind that they can sit here again behind a screen and a Twitter name or whatever and just say the dumbest shit Mm -hmm. that ever come to their mind whatsoever. You think that that what this game did was glamorize violence and dehumanize black athletes. Now it um, didn't give them more of a platform to display their abilities in the cosplay world. Now it did actually dehumanize them because it took people and it put them into a video game. So statistically Mm. accurate, I guess. I don't know. But what you're doing is you're doing a plantation cosplay. That's what you're doing when you're playing you're playing football? Essentially, I mean, you know, making unruly trades and... <laughs> and this this isn't exactly um, the... I mean, it's... He just feels so small. It's a fringe opinion for sure, but I mean, this goes along with the, like what Kaepernick said, saying that the NFL was basically like the slave trade. Same as slavery. Now, speaking of Kaepernick, this guy also had a past tweet where he said that he had a team that he rooted for, but he was boycotting the NFL until they signed Colin Kaepernick. Hmm. So apparently his view that they're dehumanizing black, well, that's for the game, but establishing the plantation cosplay, all that stuff, it only hinges on whether or not someone signs Colin Kaepernick. Well, it's just, it's if one person is, gets signed, it's okay. It's just a virtual version of the NFL. Yeah. And if the NFL is a plantation slave trade enterprise, and so this is just a virtual version of it, mm-hmm. of course, named after a white guy. Matt, of course it would be. So that's why that that matters so yeah man you know you guys have a lot to learn here obviously don't be so off-putting by the genius of this doctor all right so then the next thing here what was that number three the next thing here we've got now this this happened right before christmas but we were doing a dumb bleep of the week and so we have to put it in here there's just there's simply no way that we're not gonna talk about it okay this was joe biden and his wife, Jill, <laughs> Dr. Uh, Dr. Jill. I saw this. This is so good. Taking calls and someone decided to say, let's go, Brandon, at the end of their call. <laughs> and his response tells you everything that you need to know about him, which is that he has no idea what's going on. He has absolutely no clue what's happening. Okay, so let's just play it because it's, it's fun to listen to. Yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas as well. Oh, Merry Christmas and let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Hey, by the way, where are you in Oregon? Where's your home? Yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas as well. Oh, Merry Christmas and let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Hey, by- his wife is laughing. Oh man, <laughs> I mean, because you have you know you're a politician, you just gotta you just gotta laugh it off. So now what's 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 so funny, it's crazy hearing him say, let's go, Brandon, I agree. Because what he's saying is, F, F me, I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what he's saying. So good. But I don't think he has any idea what's going on at all. No. I don't even think he knew what the guys, what the guys, uh, the guy said, let's go, Brandon, when he repeats it, I don't think he makes the connection or if anyone's even told him that that's a thing. I don't think so. 
at all. I don't think I don't think he has any idea. The only reason I think he might is because he tried to change the subject pretty quick, like asking him if he lived in Oregon or something. Yeah. Or something. The guy hung up. He's like, Did hey, he... I'm going to send my friends to your house. Where's your house? Did the guy hang up after that? I guess he didn't say anything back, so I guess he did. Oh, yeah. that's so good. Okay, so uh, what was that? That was Dumb Bleep number four. That's that's pretty good stuff. Pretty good. All right, Charlie, you're, we're going to have to be selective with this next list. All right, but and once you read through a few of these things, it's pretty ridiculous. So let me uh, let me pull this up so Charlie can actually see it. We're gonna have to zoom in. Good Lord. Well, I made one. The next slide is it actually zoomed in on this thing, so you'll you'll be able to see a little bit better. Okay. But um, but anyway, you can go. So if y'all weren't aware, this is Dumbleep number five. Um, one point six billion people have been killed by, you guessed it, capitalism. It's just the that's the number one killer of people out there. It just gets everyone. It is absolutely an atrocity. Now, what's on the so, list? Let's talk about first, uh, you, well, there's United States imperialism, British imperialism, miscellaneous capitalist nations, and general disasters by capitalism. Like it's Jeopardy categories. Yes. <laughs> I'll take uh, general disasters by capitalism for 5,000, please. Um, all right. Number one on the list for United States imperialism. Okay. Hurricane Katrina. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was a deliberate, faulty construction. Deliberate? Yeah. Built by, obviously, the greedy capitalist. Couldn't be the government is the ones who set up the faulty levy yeah. at all. It couldn't, been, could have, couldn't have been them. Yeah, also what Joe says here, imperialism equals capitalism. That's the same thing. It's, yeah. Uh, okay, let's uh, now go on. This is There's a massive list, by the way. You guys reading this, or, or part of the live group, can see the whole list, but there's a bunch of them. Probably can't read it because there's so much stuff on it. Yeah. Um, but you'll link it in the show notes probably, mm. right? So Maybe. So uh, we'll skip on down here to the, the U.S. Revolutionary War. Uh, 35,700 people that capitalism killed there. Mm-hmm. Um, if Russia removes a monarch, it's bad, right? So they're saying the U.S. Revolutionary War is bad. That's obviously, that's caused by capitalism. Now, maybe you could blame, the reason I put in there, that maybe you could blame that on capitalism, which is people wanting to be free and trade freely, that the deaths caused by the, now, if you trace it back, it would actually be the people that were trying to control everyone else that you would link that back to. For the reason, the reason being that those deaths occurred. Mm -hmm. I don't see any deaths here caused by if they the, just would have stayed underneath the kingship. They could have mm -hmm. avoided that whole war. The king probably didn't kill anyone. Yeah, I bet. Mm -mm. Well, they have that under British imperialism. People killed in America before the U.S. Revolution. No, they don't have that in there. Nope. Okay. All right, we'll skip on down here to the U.S. Civil War. Mm. Obviously, you had capitalism fighting capitalism. The North capitalists versus the South capitalists, and they just went at it. Yeah. 700,000 uh, people dead. Because one of the main yeah. tenets of capitalism is enslaving a person literally by force yeah. and forcing them to do something for you and giving them nothing in return for it. I like what Joe Bizzle says here again. Nothing says free markets like the slave trade. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's definitely capitalism. Nothing says voluntary exchange like slavery. And what, what the people... Slavery and voluntary, those are the same, same. 
What they do is they, what they mean by capitalism is anyone that is pursuing a profit and that's capitalism. The, they don't, the actual free voluntary exchange part, that, that doesn't matter. So if anyone pursued a profit, then that was capitalism. And then you can link in all this stuff. There's a Native American genocide killed 114 million people. Um, I guess you can say definitely capitalism there. Mm-hmm. I think you guys start to see a trend here. I forgot about Japanese imperialism. That's on the list too. Yeah. So, and that's imperialism equals capitalism. Same, same. Um, some more on here. There's uh, from general, this is just general disasters by capitalism. Uh, the industrial revolution, kids and adults, hundred thousand people. Okay. Um, Cause those people would have all lived for sure. Mm-hmm. Nice, bount- bountiful, plentiful lives. Uh, children killed by uh, preventable diseases since 9-11. 208 million kids that had preventable diseases. There's children killed by hunger from 2001 to 2008. Like I have children killed by hunger and children that died, died. from hunger mm-hmm. on the list. And they got ch- uh, children that died from hunger twice there. They do. One in 2008, one 2010. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all the fault of capitalism, folks. Basically, any death. Mm -hmm. If you died and there were capitalists that existed in the world. I highlight this one miscellaneous capitalist nations. The Nazi Holocaust killed 12 million people. They have the Holocaust on there? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't see that. Towards the end there. Oh, yeah. That's one of the most famous examples of capitalism that there is out there. Yeah. Yep. The Nazi Holocaust, <laughs> same thing. World War One and Two were both on there. Fasc- both from capitalism. Fascism equals capitalism. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Government control. Yep. That's uh, man. What a list. <laughs> Mussolini's Ethiopia. Yeah. They got the people that Mussolini killed in there. Mm-hmm. Capitalism. He. That was a capitalist. Italy was <laughs> under capitalism at the time. So. Oh, and the French Madagascar was clearly um, some Somali child famine deaths. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Obviously. Also that. Yep. Feudal Russia. I'm surprised they don't have like Marxist Russia on here. Deaths by capitalism. (laughs) You know, is Mao on the list? (laughs) Is that is that going on? It probably is somewhere. Anyway, you guys, uh, you guys know the thing. I think everyone gets the idea. It's ridiculous. What, what they, and you know what's interesting is once you believe this, because people truly believe this, once you believe that, then the ends always justify the means because you're stopping 1.6 billion people from dying. It, and so what, who cares Wait, if you got to break a few eggs to make your omelet that's Even never existed the fascist independent state of croatia that's the same thing as capitalist yeah so. even when you have another ism in the list of in the name basically anything to the anything to the right of communism mm-hmm. is capitalism yeah okay if you're not communist you're capitalist no matter what you believe oh wow Okay, well, that was uh, Dumb Leap number five, I think. Is that what this was? Yes. Yeah, number five. Okay, next one down. This I is... like how Magoo said weaponized stupidity instead of weaponized incompetence. 
um, is what you typically hear, like weaponized incompetence. You pretend like you don't know how to do something, right? This is weaponized stupidity. I like that. They don't, I don't think, I don't know if they know. Are they just stupid? Are they ignorant? Weaponized ignorance, maybe? No, I think they're just trying, they're, they're literally just trying to prove their point because they probably were stumped in some kind of debate. Mm. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, oh, well, capitalism's killed way more people. And they're like, well, no, it hasn't. They're like, yeah, I can prove it. I can prove they've capitalism's killed way more people. Let me get all these examples and I'll put them together in a document and then I'll put a big red number so everybody has to pay <laughs> attention to it. Okay. You just decide you just decide that that's what it is. We've got um two more left. This next one's a doozy also. The Guardian. From yesterday, I believe, this article came out, maybe the day before. You guys know that we got some inflation going on. They say, we have a powerful weapon to fight inflation. Price controls. It's time we use it. Now, to me, this, this one's, this is scary. Like, if this starts to come into the narrative here, that that's what we have to do. But it, oh, wait, this is always what happens. We've talked about this a lot of times before. When you have this kind of economy where you're controlling the supply, you're controlling the demand, eventually what you get is runaway prices, and it always leads to price controls. Price controls lead to shortages, and then it just keeps spiraling downward after that. Shortages leave, lead to death. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, this happened very quickly in Venezuela. We just have a recent example of this. I'm glad you mentioned that. We'll talk about that here in a sec. Inflation is near a 40-year high. Central banks around the world just promised to intervene. However, a critical factor that is driving up prices remains largely overlooked. An explosion in profits. <laughs> Not the trillions and trillions of dollars that's just been printed and thrown in to the money supply. It's an explosion in profits. I think the profits might have gone up from like 7% to 9%. It's a massive increase. But it matters. Okay. You can say that... Let's say I pay Nate double or whatever. It's like, okay. Yeah. They do say profit margins in here. That still doesn't matter. What's the value of the actual oh, yeah. number? Yeah. So like if, if one only equals 0.1, technically speaking, when it comes to trading for actual value, then if you go up 100%, well, it's only 0.2 instead of two. That's a big difference in numbers. So this so yeah, you could have record profits and still have technically less buying power. And so that's super important. The companies need to buy things also. Like they have to buy stuff. We had, I think last month it was 9.2% inflation and wholesale prices. The companies have to buy things to make the stuff that they're making. And so as they need to continue producing things and we have this inflation, they are going to need more money to do that. So they are going to find ways to make more money. And we could be going into a pretty rough period for the economy. They also want to prepare for that. You guys know who's not worried about this whole thing? Apple. They don't, they're not worried about interest rates going up because they can be their own bank if they want to. They're not super worried about this. Most of the other tech companies are because they run on debt. Okay, so they say that a critical factor is the profits. U.S. non-financial profit margins have reached levels not seen since the aftermath of the Second World War. This is no coincidence. The end of the war required a sudden restructuring of production, which created bottlenecks similar to those caused by the pandemic. Then and now large corporations with market power have used supply problems as an opportunity to increase prices and scoop windfall profits. Even though, like Charlie pointed out, 
the windfall profits are worth a lot less than they were last year, which the article is not going to point out. The Fed has taken a hawkish turn this month, but cutting monetary stimulus will not fix supply chains. What we need instead is a serious conversation about strategic price controls, just like after the war. And so an important thing, this article only talks about the price controls that were done after World War II. It doesn't talk about any other examples from price controls throughout world history at all. It talks about the price controls after the Second World War, and that's it. And that's pretty important. There's a lot of stuff that was a little different after the First World War. Uh, things like, I don't know, a lot of the countries having all of their production bombed to hell and not having any way to produce things for a while. Uh, that affected the economy quite a bit. It made it a little bit easier for the U.S. to, to do stuff that maybe they wouldn't normally be able to do because you weren't having to compete with as many other people. All right. They, they say that cutting the stimulus won't fix the supply chains. We need to have the price controls. How about we figure out what's wrong with the supply chains? Like we could do that. Mm -hmm. Maybe all of this crazy COVIDness that's affecting all the supply chains. Maybe we could fix that problem if that's what's if that's what's causing all of this. And again, it's just it's more government creating problems that then turn around and say, "Oh, look at all these things we can do to fix it." Mm -hmm. Like what when they caused the problem to begin with. Uh, we've had a lot of this in the past, by the way. Rent control is a good example of price controls on something. That just equals less housing available for people and just keeps the actually keeps the prices. It actually makes it to where you only have things that are exempt from rent control. You only have the expensive housing available for people. Now, they froze gas prices. <clears throat> we had gas shortages in the 70s. And then what about what about Venezuela? Charlie brought up Venezuela. So I was looking up articles about price controls in Venezuela. And the third one down the list was an article from The Guardian from six years ago talking about what price controls were doing in Venezuela. That's the, yes, that is the same publication that wrote this article about how we need to put in price controls. All right. You can't be serious. Yeah. Yeah. So this first one saying that we need, we have a powerful weapon called price controls. This next one, when I was looking up bad things that have happened from price controls is also from The Guardian from uh, from 2015 they say price controls and scarcity force venezuelans to turn to the black market for milk and toilet paper reading from the article just a little bit and is it a patare i don't know i don't know how to say that mm -hmm. a giant slum overlooking caracas from the east hustlers and i don't know um how would you say that i guess it doesn't matter hustlers sell their goods Hustlers sell their goods at a busy intersection. I've got milk, toilet paper, coffee, soap, said the 30-year-old, pointing to her wares by the side of a coat, busy with honking motorbikes, cars, and buses. Of course they cost more than the government say they should. We have to queue up to get them or buy them from someone who has, uh, I don't know. Some. Who has some. Yeah, it's a misspelling there. We're helping people get the basics. Yet many of the poor simply can't afford her basics. In a raw and arguably necessary display of capitalism, she sells them for far more than the government's legally required fair prices. It is ironic because, uh, ironically because of those government-imposed fair prices that the goods often aren't available at supermarkets at fair prices, as it's simply not profitable to import them. <laughs> this is thanks to economic policies dating back more than a decade. So in this article from the, Gar from the Guardian saying is because of the government imposed fair prices that the goods aren't available at fair prices 
You should just reply to their tweet of this article with this article. <laughs> to do. So the Guardian itself at least understands this. These probably had different authors on these things. But this is dumb bleep number six. This idea that to fix this problem that has been caused by the government's reaction to the coronavirus, that what we need to do is impose price controls. And what will happen is that it will decrease the amount of suppliers. A price is... We already a, have a short supply. So yeah. It's just going to make things make worse. It way worse. Which then makes the price controls even worse because then the people still in the market need even higher prices. Then the inflation gets worse. People just assume that these businesses are just going to exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, why would, why would Walmart stop stocking their shelves? It's like, well, if the item's not profitable anymore, then there's no reason to stock the shelf. If they can't make any money from it, why would they have it? Yeah, they're not going to stay in business to lose money. It's, it's just simply not going to happen. So anyway, number six was the Guardian with price controls. And we'll just go light here for number seven real quick so we can get the voting on. Charlie, tell us what President Biden... Biden got three. He got three this time. Three entries in here. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he says, we're ending 2021 with what one analyst described as the strongest first year economic track record of any president in the last 50 years. Let's keep the progress going. We're ending 2020. Let me read that again in case you guys didn't catch this. We're ending 2021 with what one, one analyst described <laughs> as the strongest first year economic track record of any president in the last 50 years. President of what? Mars? <laughs> The strong economic growth going on in Mars right now? Well, when you measure from the economy we had to start the year, which was an economy that was shut down by all of the COVID restrictions <laughs> and millions of people out of work because they lost their jobs, then yeah, it was the most growth from the beginning of the year to the end of the year that we've seen in quite a long time. Now, are we back to where we were before the coronavirus? No. We're at record profits, though. <laughs> and stock also, markets at all-time highs. Stock markets at all-time highs. It's funny how the stock market is, once again, becoming an indicator of the economy. We had 70 new all-time highs this year in the S&P 500, by the way. It was a good year to be a member of a class that told you to invest your retirement in a three-times-leveraged S&P 500 ETF. Just anyone out there who is in a class that told you to put your money in a three times leverage S&P 500 ETF. I hope, I hope you did so. I hope you did. So anyway. You're not saying that you no, it's, uh, necessarily not, no, said that. I'm not saying that. But you could learn something like that, that at mastermindtrades.com. <laughs> That's what you're saying. I understand. Do you think some people actually believe this malarkey when they see it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. They'll quote this in a debate. Yeah. I did say that in the summer, Tom. Tom called me out. I didn't start my IRA until July. That's when I started it. Now it went up. I don't know what UPRO went up. Probably 35% since then. My actual IRA is, is up about 35% since July. And so it's a good year to be in the S&P 500. Hmm. Actually, almost all of the years were a good year to be in the S&P 500. Almost all of them. Statistically, it's a good thing to do. Does everyone know what the solution is to high inflation? High living. High living. Yep. Go out and spend your money, folks. It is. I find myself thinking that too. Like, I need to buy stuff now because this money is going to be, be worth, worth so money. much less next year. 
I'm so much less. Tell my wife we've been like, oh, let's get new furniture. We need new it's furniture. It's so much worth so much less tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I told her we're looking at furniture, and I said this is not going to get cheaper. Normally, we're waiting for the price to go down ten dollars, so we'll wait a year for that to happen. <laughs> and I, I've been like, or for it to go on clearance. Yeah, this is not going to happen. It's it's going to just get more expensive, so we need to just get it now. And so, yeah, the only solution to high inflation is high living, man. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how Milton Friedman said it too. How I live in Miami. I live in Miami. All right, let me put these. Um, let me put Time these to get numbers. Your vote, Sam. Let's see. Only the color neutral thumbs up will be accepted. We're not counting mail in ballots this time. There's all the numbers right there. No mail ins. Only people that put that. And let's run back through them real quick. Let's uh, let's do that. Let me put the. Oh, I didn't realize that we we're selling this. That'll help for running through these things. Number one, Biden said we're eight months into this pandemic and Donald Trump doesn't have a plan. I do. And then a couple days ago, he said there is no federal solution. This gets solved at the state level. Jonathan said that he's only in debt because of slavery, which Ryan's ancestors created and said that Ryan should pay his loans off. Dr. Andrew said that Madden glamorized violence and dehumanized black athletes and helped establish plantation cosplay. It's grown worse with fantasy football, by yeah. the way. It's even worse. <laughs> um, Dumbly number five, 1.6. Oh, number four, by the way, was uh, Let's Go Brandon. I agree. Uh, Dumbly number five is 1.6 billion people killed by capitalism. This includes the Holocaust and, a lot of, and Mussolini. And let's see, Hurricane Katrina. And the, I mean, just all kind of, every child that's ever died, I think, is on the list. A lot of stuff. The Guardian says that we are going to have to control the prices to fight inflation. That's what we got to do, not get down to the root cause. We got to need a top-down solution right here. And they also said that uh, Venezuela's price controls were causing scarcity. And then number seven, Biden said we're ending 2021 with the strongest first-year economic track record of any president in the last 50 years. With According what, to one analyst. One analyst. One analyst said that. Okay. One analyst picked some data. Yeah. All right, well, y'all are getting your votes, and if you enjoyed today's show, then please hit that subscribe button, and also uh, make sure you join goodmorningliberty.locals.com so you can be part of Dumb Bleep next year as we do it pretty much every single friday of the week and then we do a year-end review tomorrow's going to be dumb bleep of the year so we take all the dumb we found mm-hmm. the whole year everything that was voted on is the most dumb and we find the dumbest thing for 2021 so be part of all of that next year goodmorningliberty.locals.com it's cheap to sign up and to be part of the live group come hang out with us uh, come hang out with me and uh, daisy and um magoo I think that's the only two people that uh, back me. Uh, the that rest back you. <laughs> or you could come hang out with Nate and the rest of the live group who completely hate me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Costco says, join for Nate, stay to hate on Chuck. <laughs> join for Nate, stay to hate. So Stay to hate. Uh, <laughs> so everyone knows it's, Please eight, sign up. it's 83.3 in our office right now. 83.3. FM. Also, share the show with a friend, a family member, uh, your sister, mother, brother, cousins, and the children. Uh, who won? Um, who let's won see. I bleep? think number five won, which was 1.6 billion people being killed by capitalism. Oh, nice. 
capitalism killed all of those people. It was pretty good. So thank you for everyone voting. And like Charlie said, listen, you can decide the show by joining the two of the entries this week came from the group. And that's a good way to, uh, plus, you know, we're going to give you all this name recognition, especially if you hate Charlie. And that's how you get on my good side too. So make sure you go join by doing that. And right. so you can hate Charlie. If y'all do all of those things, all of them, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you guys have a good day, a good new year and a good morning. Liberty. Liberty.